Hey guys, welcome to A Simply Intentional Life. I'm your host, Rachel Olstead, a mama three life coach for high achieving women, moms, and entrepreneurs, and a lover of organization, intentional living, and simplicity. In our world today, I think we're all a little or a lot more overwhelmed, overcommitted, overstimulated than we want to be. And everywhere we look, there's just so much stuff. I deeply know and believe that less really is more. And this podcast is for those of you who deeply desire a more simplified, organized, meaningful, and intentional life. And for those of you who are desperately craving less mental, emotional, and physical clutter in every area of your home and life. On this podcast, we'll cover a variety of topics, including business, motherhood, health, relationships, decluttering, finances, faith, spirituality, mental health, home life, marriage, and honestly, everything in between, all with the purpose of helping you live with less, cut down on overwhelm and stress, and create more time, energy, and space to actually live your life on purpose, with intention, and true joy. I really do believe that life is messy, but that we are not hot mess moms. I also believe that life can be hard, but that the constant struggle is not required. I believe that we were meant to thrive and not just survive, and that is the heart behind the show. I'm so glad you're here. Now let's dive in. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the podcast. At the time of recording, we are still in the process of rebranding, but the show must go on, and I love continuing to record episodes behind the scenes of the podcast, formerly known as the Dream Builder Society. But today we have another guest, Angela Linville, fellow mom and business owner, and we are going to be talking about all the things today, but one of the main topics that we are going to dig into aside from hearing about Angela and her journey, what she has all experienced, is a little bit of a deeper dive into how simplicity, how intentional living, how purposeful living has shown up in Angela's world, specifically when it comes to social media. So I'm really excited to dive in and welcome, Angela. Hey, hey, Rachel. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, I'm so excited for this conversation. And it's, I know, so valuable to hear, you know, solo episodes from me, but even more valuable, I think, to have these interviews and just really casual and informal chats about things that all moms and and women and business owners can probably relate to. And, and I hope that this conversation is really inspiring for everyone. So before we like totally dive in, would you take a moment to just introduce yourself and tell us who you are, anything important, special, noteworthy that you love to share and a little bit about what you do and what you're up to in in life and business these days. I would love to. Thanks for asking. So I am Angela Lundville. I am a mom of five kids and three bonus kids. Our kids are age four to 24. And there is a 10-year gap between the last two. I had the youngest at 40 years old. Um, so people call me crazy. I don't know if that's accurate or not. I think they keep me young, but I am a lover of Jesus, coffee, sweet tea, and dark chocolate. I think those are the most pertinent pieces of information you can learn about me. <laughs> I love that. 
Yeah, that's so fun. Five kids, three bonus kids, like you are a super mom. And as far as like your personal world, your professional world as well, tell us a little bit about like what you are up to. I know you have gone through many transitions as a business owner over the years. Would you just give us a little backstory of kind of where you came from and what you're what you're doing and pursuing now. And then we'll like totally dig in because I have so many questions for you. <laughs> awesome. I love questions. So I have been a brick and mortar business owner for 20 years. When I was pregnant with my youngest son, my husband and I agreed that I would stay home until he was old enough to start kindergarten. And we also agreed that if during that time I could find something I could do from home that would generate income and support the family finances in a meaningful way that I would do that. So because I had that business ownership for 20 years, I came into the online space as a business coach. And that that was just my, that was my knowledge base. That's what I knew. It's what I had done for many years. So I did that for three years and God began to show me that it was rather integrity for me. And I didn't understand that at first because I was like, well, I've been doing it for 20 years. Like I know business, I can do business. And God said, I didn't call you to be a coach. So I really had to come into a time, and I know we're going to touch on this, like a time of just fasting and prayer. And so he pulled me out of the online space. And so I've just been spending the last couple of years really tuning into what he's saying and beginning to understand how he's created me to build. And so that's where I'm at now. So I'm excited for where he's taken it. Yeah, absolutely. And I think like your story is is really unique too, that even like when when we met and connected and just shared, I know we have so much in common and so many different similarities, not necessarily in our journeys, but I think just in our values and priorities and what's important to us. But I found it like fascinating that even though you don't have like complete clarity on what you're doing, you know, exactly now in this moment or what you're going to be completely pursuing, right? You have some clarity, but that that's a process, of course. But I found it interesting that you are still, at least in my perspective, like showing up really confidently as as you, right? And not like hiding, even though you don't have clarity. It's like understanding. And I found that like really refreshing that it's like anti-perfectionism, right? And it's like you took this fast, which we'll dig into here in a moment, but men have been on this journey. And I think it's just like, I just wanted to point that out for our listeners to hear too, that it's like, you can still be helpful, right? And you can still be pursuing a calling and you can still be giving value to the world and showing up in a really powerful way and doing podcast interviews, even if you don't have a specific title and a I help statement and a perfect pitch and the perfectly crafted offer, right? Like you can still be out there in the world, like living your life. And I just think that this is like such you're such a great example of that like in this season of of gaining clarity well thank you so much rachel yeah i think i think it's really important to recognize and there there came a point when god actually just said to me work with what you have in your hands right now and so it became this process of just taking the next right step like god doesn't reveal to us more than we can handle right 
So when he does reveal something, if we're not willing to take action on, even if it's just that one thing, like if he can't trust us with the little, how can he trust us with the more? Yeah, I love that. When you were talking, I thought of just that saying of like grow or bloom kind of thing, like grow where you're planted, right? You're planted. And I think that is so fascinating because like so many of us, and I think this is like where a lot of the, you know, like I'm just referencing like clutter culture in general, right? Like the more, 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 whether it's stuff in our homes or commitments or just saying yes to everything, right? is because we're not like allowing ourselves to really be and be in the present and like actually grow where we're planted, thinking that like somewhere else, something else, some other like dream or goal or thing is better, right? And that we like should be further along or should be wherever and ignoring all of the gifts and things that are happening right here. So I feel like you're doing that so, so well. And I love that. Okay, so I want to explore a little bit about this three years that you were a business coach and thinking and feeling good about it and that you had the experience, you had the knowledge, the wisdom, like that was, you know, seemed like a pretty obvious choice of how to show up and serve and help people and make money. But tell me a little bit about that journey, like as you were a business coach and what came up for you as far as like being out of integrity? Like, what did that feel like? What was that experience like? Because I think, and I just want to help, you know, our audience, like, draw these conclusions in their own life, whether it's with business or not. I think this example is, you know, pertaining to business, but whether it's with entrepreneurship or any area of life, it's like, I think we can all start to glean where we might be out of alignment, right? And, and, noticing our emotions and our feelings and and what's coming up as like signs pointing to that. And so I'm curious, like in this experience as a coach, like where were your signs and I guess symptoms, right? That you were maybe out of alignment or integrity? Oh, great question. So I think a lot of it was the hustle and grind culture. Mm-hmm. Just that, that need to perform, that need for perfection, and everything has to be just right before I release it. And it really put me in a place of, like, I was overthinking and overanalyzing myself into being paralyzed, right? I wasn't showing up authentically. I wasn't showing up the way God that God created me to show up. And because of that, I wasn't calling in the right people. Mm. I was, it it felt a lot like throwing spaghetti at the wall and just seeing what sticks. Like I'm sure everybody has used that phrase before. Yeah. And it was just, it was a life of just really that whole performance thing. Like the, the amount of love I receive is attached to the amount of money that I receive, which is attached to the kind of people that I'm, calling in and if those things aren't aligned right we're not going to be fulfilling the calling that that god has created us to fulfill so for me it was just coming to that realization that i didn't like who i was anymore and i even came to a point right before i went into the social media fast where god very distinctly said to me you've become a chameleon you are 
doing all the things everyone else is telling you to do and you haven't taken the time to seek me and ask me what I want you to do. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I think that concepts, and again, like we're talking about it in a business sense, but whether, you know, someone listening is an entrepreneur or not, I think that's so relevant in any area, like doing all of the things and looking at, basically it's this theme of looking outside of ourselves for the answers and thinking that everyone else is right and that we are wrong, right? And like not actually taking the time to ask ourselves those questions, right? And being that chameleon. I'm curious, like, do you feel like there, can you recall some specific examples? I don't know, you know, again, like share whatever you feel comfortable sharing, but are there specific examples of like the things that you were doing that were really feeling like hustly and kind of part of that you know, performance culture and, you know, coming from a place of attachment? Yeah. Again, really great question. Yeah. The, you have to, and, and again, this is applying to business. Yeah. And, and I'll, I'll, I'll refer to, you know. No, great. this is perfect. Yeah. Okay. I just want to know your experience. And obviously I, I really think that any story in any way, shape or form, like we can gather what you know, applies to us, but this is, yeah, so helpful. So I would love to. Yeah. Okay. So overloading my schedule with all the things, mm-hmm. overbooking myself, like constant, constant go, go, go. Like I have to do this. I have to do that. I have to do an e- build an email sequence. I have to build a funnel. I have to build landing pages. I have to you know, create content. I have to create micro content. Like it was just constant bombardment from, you know, all the things that you're supposed to do to make this thing work. It was causing me to neglect my family. It was causing me to, even when I was with my family, I wasn't present and engaged with my family. My husband and I kind of lost our line of communication. Like it was, we were two ships passing in the night and it basically felt like we were roommates. We just split the bills and he did his thing and I did mine. And that it really was like a crash and burn moment. God said, I've given you this gift to, to do business, to create well, but not at the expense of your family, not at the expense of relationships. And I was just like, wow, like, I'm doing all these things. And I'm going to be completely transparent. I wasn't even really making money. I wasn't really generating income. I was having a lot of phone calls. I was hoping a lot of people, a lot of it was free or pro bono work. So yeah, it, I came to the realization that I'm, I'm put, there's more that I'm putting into this than I'm getting out of it. And I'm at the expense of my family and my marriage and my whole life. And that's what felt completely out of integrity for me. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much for sharing that. I feel like just that those specifics and like painting that vivid picture, I I know for a fact that like your exact situation that you just described, like thousands and thousands of other women have either experienced or are experiencing right now. Mm-hmm. And it like I do have chills all over my body because I've experienced that too, right? It's like 
we lose sight of what is important, who we are, what we created our business for, right? What we're actually doing this for. And 99.9% of the time, it's for those things that we said we wanted, right? Like the freedom, the flexibility, having more income, time, right? Energy, just that being able to pursue our passions and be with our families. And yet, like, sneakily, all of these things start happening, right? I don't think anyone like is intentionally choosing to overbook themselves, right? And neglect their family and, you know, just be go, go, go. But like, it's a slow kind of creep in that happens. And just the idea of like, whether you're making a lot of money right? Doing those things or not making a lot of money doing those things. I think it's equally toxic and equally, I'm going to use the word, it's pretty intense, but like poisonous, right? For sure. Our mental health, our family, and even our business too. Because it's like, you know, going back to that idea of like attachment, this, this saying came to mind as you were talking. I just wanted to share it. It's like this idea of being attached to nothing, but connected to everything. Right. And when we're so attached to our businesses going a certain way or so attached to clients or so attached to money or even so attached to like praise from people or praise even from our family. Right. It's like that can all be fuel, but in a really unproductive way and I agree yeah it's so go ahead (laughs) I'm just gonna say it I mean hustle hustle culture tells us you know whether it's directly or indirectly that we have to have short-term sacrifice for long-term gain right so we come into this mentality like you were talking about the mental health it really is destructive because God says, my ways are not your ways, mm-hmm. right? My thoughts are not your thoughts. And the kingdom business, kingdom building is not short-term sacrifice for long-term gain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's so true. And like, I really, yeah, this is, oh my gosh. Oh, I just need to like collect my thoughts here because I we could like talk about this for days. And I feel like every <laughs> guest I have on, I'm like, yes, let's just like preach. But this is such such a touchy subject too, right? Because it's like there's so many paradoxes in just life and business and just how we're operating, right? It's like, okay, there is something to be said about the short-term sacrifice, long-term gain, but I, you know, gain idea, but also to what extent, right? Does that mean like, you know, putting off watching TV for three hours every night so that you can be with your family or work for a little bit? Maybe. Does that mean ignoring your family for four months? Probably not. You know what I mean? And so I think like that little phrase, and I love that you shared that phrase because I think, again, it has, like, it seems like it has good intention, right? Like, it seems like it might be a noble way to operate, especially as you're trying to, you know, get things up and running and and pursuing your goals and dreams. Like, it, it can be noble, but it's such a slippery slope if you don't have your values and priorities and 
intentions, right? I think from the get-go, right? Sure, yes. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about like, okay, you're out, you're feeling out of integrity. You're like hustling, not making a ton of money, but still like don't want to totally give up on your business. And, but just know that like, it sounds like you, you knew that like something just needed to change. And there was like this aha moment, right? This conversation for you was a conversation, you know, with God and having that just kind of slap with a slap on the wrist, right? If you will, to kind of shake things up, right? Like something's not right here. And before we like dig into the next step that you took with your, you know, step away from social media, I'm curious, was there like one specific moment that you realized that something needed to change? Or do you feel like it was just like this culmination of just like overwhelm? Or was there a certain kind of emotion that just kept coming up, right? Because our emotions are fleeting, right? But they're important because they're information for us, right? Understanding like how we're feeling is really helpful for us, right? To guide us to, you know, what we need to maybe change or tweak. So was there like one specific moment or one specific emotion that was really just like underlying that kind of just burst? No, I think it was more a culmination of conversations and experiences. So in March of 2020, I had worked with a lady that was helping me refine like my landing pages and stuff like that. I got a lot of clarity and revelation just from that call. And I was like, okay, yes, I'm ready to do this. I'm going to relaunch and everything's going to be great. And then God starts rubbing on my heartstrings like, nope, nope, this is not. Yes, you've got clarity, but it's not, it's not what you think it is. Mm-hmm. And so I just started, it was one of those, oh, you know, oh, oh I'll take care of that later. I'll deal with it later tried to push it off. And again, this is just me being completely transparent. I was not receptive to his correction. So I spent the next several months just having that, like I knew God was was calling me. I knew he was tugging on my heart, but I just kept trying to run with that thing I had in my hands. And it was probably August of that year when he started calling me into the social media fast. And I'm like, oh Lord, no, I can't do that. Like anybody who knows anything about business knows that you can't pull out of social media. Like you've got to be present. You've got to show up. All these hustle and grind culture things, which like you said, they're pertinent. They they do apply, but to what extent, right? Yes. So I was still trying to run with this thing and I was arguing with God and wrestling with him. And no, I can't back down now. Like I just got clarity. I just gotten a name for my new Facebook community. I had just opened it up and started inviting people. And I'm like, there is no way I can just now abandon these people. And so I argued with him and wrestled with him for a good couple of months. And finally in September, I got COVID. That's what it was. I got COVID and I was like, okay, Lord, you've got my attention. I'm sick. I can't do anything. I didn't feel good. And I just started praying into like, what are you trying to show me? I'm ready to listen now. What are you trying to show me? And so by the end of September, I had committed to, okay, 
this is what you called me to. You've called me to pull away, to come into a season of rest. And I, I'm going to do it. Like, I don't care what the cost is. I don't care if I lose the business. Like, it was like that, that groundbreaking moment. I was at the end of myself. And I knew that I knew that I knew that whatever happened, God had oh, his will and his way were better than mine, that he had a plan and a purpose. And I did. I cried. I literally just broke down like the ugly cry. Okay, you gave me this business. I love business, but you're telling me to give it up. And it really, I recognize now that it was about, I was putting that in the position of God, right? I was idolizing and serving my business. And that's what he needed. He needed me to come into a place of obedience and surrender. And so that's that's where the social media fast came in. Yeah. Wow. That's such a powerful story. So it sounds like, yeah, it was a culmination, but to really get your attention, right? It was like, oh, and here's this conversation. Oh, and here's, you know, a sickness that will require you to literally do nothing. Like, are you listening yet? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Funny how things like that happen, right? Left to our own devices. We're really not that powerful. Exactly. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I had that. I love that you brought up, you know, that idea of obedience. I've shared on the podcast too that for the the year of 2022, I have two kind of focus words of the year. One is obedience and two is simple. And this is so fun to to hear like these focuses of mine too being echoed like all around me, which I love just really that idea of, yeah, who and to whom, to what are we being obedient to, right? And that comes back to, I'm going to keep preaching this, right? The values, the priorities, what's important and understanding that like being obedient is putting those most important things, right? The people, the things, the relationships that are most important to us, like actually showing not just with our words, right? But with our actions what is most important and not just saying, yeah, like God's important or my health's important or this is important to me and then doing the opposite, right? And so it sounds like this, yeah, really caught your attention. It's like, okay, now what? So a social media fast, probably anyone listening is is like kind of sweating right now thinking about (laughs) like (laughs) leaving social media, right? I think there's such a love-hate relationship with it just for so many different reasons, right? And I think it's becoming, I, I've heard of many, many, many people, even in the past couple of years, right? Since the pandemic, just really slowing down and doing some of the same types of, you know, fasts or seasons of rest or whatever. And a lot of times that does include taking time away from social media. And so, I know that you already mentioned kind of some of your fears of like, okay, if you know, I can't leave social media like with all of these audience members and people that are in my space and I can't just abandon them. But aside from those fears, like what were you or were you like worried aside from like that, the audience kind of trust building aspect? Like were you worried about anything else when it came to taking this this fast, this like leave of absence, if you will, from social media? 
I don't think I was when I initially agreed to go into the social media fast because I originally thought it was a 30 day thing. Mm. And so I was like, okay, 30 days, no big deal. I can do this. Like I, I asked a really good friend of mine to act as a moderator in the community so that she could still be engaging with them and keeping them engaged. Sure. So I really wasn't worried about it until the end of that 30 days. <laughs> yeah. So you're like, okay, 30 days. Anyone can do anything for 30 days, right? Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, and I mean, I, I even remember saying, God, do you not understand business? Do you not understand how this works? Like, right? Like, like he doesn't know. <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah. So, okay. So 30 days, you're like, okay, things are cool. I'm resting. I had COVID. Now I feel better. Like, okay, now what? So at the end of that 30 days, what happened? Oh, goodness. So at the end of 30 days, I'm excited. I've got a new, like a live stream prepared for coming back. And I did the live stream and God says, nope, it's not time yet. And I was like, what? Are you kidding me? Like I did the 30 day. Like, is that not enough? And I, yeah, I really struggled. That's, that's the point that I got to. And I was like, you're taking this away from me. Like, why would you hand me this beautiful thing and this beautiful love for business and this beautiful love for the marketplace and the people and, and, you know, reaching the loss? Because honestly, I don't feel like we're reaching people through the church anymore. So I felt like the, the next place we're going to reach them is in the marketplace. So I was excited about that. And when he said, no, it's not time. I haven't released you to go back yet. I was just like dumbfounded. Like, well, what now? Like, what does that mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's almost like, okay, I had, right. It almost felt maybe I'm just, I'm just assuming based on like my own, you know, situations and experiences, like similar to this, it's like, okay, cool. I did your thing. I checked it off the list. And like, now I'm going to go back to, you know, how I was doing things. <laughs> exactly. And that's exactly what it felt like. Just, I'm just going to do this thing so I can check it off the list and say, I did it. I was obedient. And God wants so much more than that, right? Yeah. That's so funny. Like that brings back a memory of mine when I was like really struggling with like this control and trust thing like with God and myself and this was actually also in 2020 I think that was just like a really clarifying year <laughs> for a lot of people <laughs> as we all know but yeah that just brought back memories of like literally I was like trying to force myself to trust and I'm like okay I'm gonna like you know I had these beliefs that I was like working on and working on you know like Okay, my getting back to my journaling practice, getting back to my my devotional practice, all of that. And it like just became another form of a checklist of the productivity, right? It was like a productivity checklist to gain faith in God. And I'm like, wait, this this is completely backwards, right? And so it almost sounds like maybe that's kind of what happen to you it's like okay I did this now I want to come back and again left to my own devices like maybe I'm going to slip back into my my old ways and so when when you heard that message that was like nope not yet did you hear anything else like what was the guidance what was what was supposed to be the next step for you then 
And where did that end up leading you? So it really dawned on me that to that point, I had been doing it in my own strength. And that went back to that performance and perfectionist mindset. And God was, he was calling me into that place of rest and that place of obedience and surrender. And when we surrender, like it means we offer up everything we have and we allow God to now do the work. And it's not, it's no longer an external thing. Like the doing, that doing piece, that performance piece, it's now a coming into a place of rest and surrendering. Like I had to surrender all my hopes, all my dreams, all my plans, and then allow God to do the work in me in his strength and in his power and his might, right? Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Rest, obedience, surrender. Like I'm writing down those words and I have so many, so many (laughs) of those like ideas surrounding me even here in my office. And it's just like so fun to to hear you say that and hear your journey with that. And so as you were coming into that rest and obedience and surrender, that one month then of social media fast like turned into what then? It then turned into 18 months. (laughs) So from September of 2020 through March 2022, it was, he took me through this process of just stripping away everything that I had picked up from the world, from my old belief system, from, you know, conditioning that I didn't even realize I had. Mm -hmm. And just, it started with obedience. And he, just began to show me he wanted to bring order to every area of my life and that that and I love that you keep bringing up your priorities because that was one of the the key things he had to show me what do you value and like my dad always said two things one he said show me your five closest friends and I'll tell you the kind of person that you are number two he said show me your checkbook and I can I can tell you what you value most in your life. Yeah. And those things always stuck with me because I, it was all about priorities. And I I really had to start digging in and saying, okay, God, where are my priorities not in alignment with who you've created me to be? And so I had to go through that process of like, you know, just bringing order to every area of my life, which was the priorities. It was writing down the vision and making it plain. It was identifying the difference between my purpose and my calling because there's a difference, right? Yeah. And then creating a space, an environment, like there needed to be order in our environment, my home, my vehicle, you know, taking care of not having trash in there and just order, you know, in every area, relationship, space, environment, digital space, my schedule, all the things. And then he had to bring me into this place of alignment. And that was alignment with who he's created me to be, with who he says I am. Um, And I didn't realize how out of alignment I was. I didn't realize I didn't even know my identity in Christ. Like, I, I had no clue. I thought I was a good Christian girl, but there was a lot of stuff God had to dig out and uproot in me. So... And doing that, I was able to sit down with Holy Spirit and just create this Holy Spirit projection 
And what I did is I, I, I divided a piece of paper into five columns and I wrote the year at the top of each column. And then under each year, I just said, okay, Holy Spirit, show me what you want for me in this year. And I wrote down all the words that came up and I did that for five years. So I have this Holy Spirit projection for my life and business. And it, from there, it was just all about developing, like identifying what is my spiritual authority? What areas of my life and what areas of business, what spheres of influence has he given me spiritual authority in? And then developing structures around what I have those that authority in, right? So it, it's definitely been a process. And I'll be honest, I don't have it all figured out. Like I am still learning and it seems like I'll go through one step of the process and then I'll, I'll get through a few more. And then he brings me back to, okay, now here's an area you need to develop more order. in. so it's just this, these building blocks that he's, he is developing in my life. Yeah, that is incredible. I love, I love just hearing kind of what that 18 months, which again, you were anticipating in 30 days, right? <laughs> 17 months later then, right? You are back then on social media a little bit. Obviously, that's how we initially connected, but looking and feeling so much different in how you're operating with that, right? And sure. I just want to touch on like some of the things that you were focused on in those 18 months, as you said, like it just ties in so, so, so perfectly with like exactly the work that I do, right? With my clients and what we, you know, talk about here on the podcast and just with the life coaching component and the decluttering and the organizing, right? It's just like different words for the same thing, which is essentially what you said, like, stripping away, right? Like digging out and uprooting were the words that you used, which I love because that's what we have to do with, you know, when our gardens need tending to as well, right? In the earth, but like digging out and uprooting, stripping away, decluttering, right? Like all of these things are coming to my mind is like, literally we do have to sometimes subtract before we can add, right? And I have been talking about that a lot lately because I see so many people, right, going through the similar. And I think we all go through this journey just in different ways at different times. But your journey being away from social media, like having the opportunity to do all of this and to, you know, the order piece, like for me, I talk about it in the form of like organization, right? It's like the same, same kind of thing, but we have to yeah, understand our priorities, clarify that, right? Get rid of everything that doesn't fit into that that list anymore, right? That like carefully cultivated list, not the list that like the world is telling us is important or that Instagram tells us is important, right? But right. really understanding that decluttering, right? Whatever else is, and that's not just with things, right? It's with maybe people sometimes, right? Relationships, like even trash in our car, like you said, just like taking good care of the things that are most important to us. And I just think that is so wildly important. And I think sometimes it does take us hitting, you know, I'm not I'm not like diagnosing this for you as like a rock bottom, but like a really hard time, a really hard place. Like sometimes it does, life does 
bring us the that really hard place so that we can dig our way out of it, right? It's like if we hit rock bottom, well, that is almost the easiest place to surrender from because it's like, okay, well, I'm here. There's no other where to go but up, right? And so like surrendering that and I, I feel like just your journey is such a testament to, you know, the work that you've put in, but not in a hustly way, right? Like you did a lot of work in these last, and continue, right? As we all do in the last, you know, two years, but specifically during your social media fast to get yourself to that, that better place, right? In alignment and, and, you know, mentally, physically, environmentally, all of those things too. But I want to touch on the point that like the work that you did was not the same type of work that you were doing in your business, right? Like when we talk about work, I think it's like this, especially in our society, we have like this really, really unhealthy belief system around like work and hard work right? And that's where like that hustle thing comes in. But like, what do you feel like the difference is between like the, and I'm doing air quotes right now, no one can see me, but like the work that you were doing in your business, right? When you were feeling hustly and out of alignment versus the work that you were doing behind the scenes during your social media fast, like what's the feeling difference between those two types of work? Does that question make sense? Yeah. So I'd say the work I was doing behind the scene is more of that personal development. Uh And if you think about it in terms of spiritual authority, Mm -hmm. like anyone who has spiritual authority, you're not going to have spiritual authority over anything you haven't conquered, right? So if you don't have, if you don't have an area of your life that you are winning and you've conquered and you're excelling at, then you can't lead anyone else into freedom in that area. Yes. So that spiritual authority piece, it comes from the work we do internally. It comes from that personal development work. Whereas the work that we do in our business, the work of our hands, that is more in service to others and in service to the kingdom. And I love that you you mentioned while ago, sometimes we have to subtract to add. Because there came a point where I was asking God, like, why are you taking this away from me? I feel like I'm falling backwards. I feel like I am treading water. I am, you know, going in circles. Like I'm not moving forward. And he said to me, sometimes when you're shooting, when you're launching an arrow, you have to pull the arrow back. So that being, feeling like you're being pulled back, feeling like you're being slowed down, feeling like something's being taken away is often God pulling the arrow back so that we could be launched further, faster. Yeah, that's such a great analogy. I love that. It's so true though, right? It's like, we can't just like go, 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 right? Like even like a runner, right? Like a runner running a race, like a sprint doesn't just like stand up straight and then like sprint, right? They like crouch down, they like lean back, right? They get into this like kind of position, right? Where they can like pull their energy back so that they can launch forward. Like it's, we see this 
everywhere in the world, right? Even like a, a lion, this is just like a random example, but just to give like other examples of like, oh, wow, we do see this everywhere, right? Like a lion doesn't just like jump on its prey out of nowhere, it like crouches, it prepares, it slows down, it slows down its breath, it it rests, it pulls back, right? And then it launches itself. And it's just- yes. Yes. And you don't, you don't see like a marathon runner isn't just going to, it's not going to be a 45 year old mom of five kids with three bonus kids that doesn't run. I'm not going to just go out and run a marathon, right? There's going to be training involved. There's going to be preparation involved. Yeah. So true. I I love that. Yeah. And that kind of like, I want to like wrap, wrap things around as we finish up here. But I, I think that the the internal work, right? Like this is no surprise to anyone, but yet we still like logically we know, yeah, the internal work is the most important, right? Like caring for our spiritual, mental, you know, emotional, physical health, like all of that is way more important than the external work that we do in the world, right? With our hands, like you said, or in, you know, for other people in service of other people. And we know this logically, right? I think anyone, you know, would listening to this podcast at least would, would probably agree that that work is the most important. And so I guess my question to you is like, why does it take, and, and maybe you can speak from experience. I, I know I definitely can, but why does it take us hitting that rock bottom before we actually take what we logically know? right? And do it, right? Apply it, really lean in instead of just like, yes, I know that's important, but meanwhile, I'm going to go keep doing these things, right? (laughs) That like are burning me out. Can you speak to that just like briefly? Such a good question. So I would say for me, it was, I just couldn't see what I couldn't see, right? Like I just didn't know what I didn't know. And I think a lot of it was I kept thinking, oh, yeah, I know that's important. I'll get to it sooner or later. Yeah. But I know there's probably a lot of women like me that are, I'm very driven by service. It is my heart to help other people, to serve other people. And I I can serve myself into the ground, literally. Literally. Um, And I think that's what I did. I was over serving. I I was pouring from an empty cup. Yep. And not recognizing that I needed, like, I have to prioritize myself, my own health, my, that's mentally, physically, spiritually, in order to show up as the best person I can be and as the best representation of Christ that I can be. Yeah. Yeah, it's so true. I think so many people, and I've experienced this too, it's like, yeah, we, we, we have blind spots, right? We all have blind spots, which is why I like truly believe, you know, every person on earth like needs some someone, right, to help them, whether it's a coach or a therapist or a guide or a friend who is able to be a little bit objective, right? Like someone to be that support system that can really help us see our blind spots so that we're not just operating again out of like what the world tells us and out of just what we can see in our 
what's the word, like tunnel vision, right? Sometimes we do get that tunnel vision. And and it sounds like even you had a tunnel vision that was like felt positive at the time, right? It's like, I want to help people. I'm in service. Like this is my calling. But really there were, you know, lots of cracks under under that, right? That maybe were weren't weren't setting you you up for long-term success anyways, right? And and you would have eventually probably hardcore burned out from that had you not, you know, taken that break initially and just listened and and been obedient and surrendered and all of that. So and I just to touch on super briefly, I love, love, love that idea of you doing the your spiritually led projection like that is so fun i think a lot of people yeah talk about like kpis and blah 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 like i don't know i hate marketing lingo but it's just like not how i operate but that is so fun like really tuning into and having that conversation like with god and and letting you know your business and your plans be led by that instead of like okay where do i want to be in 2025 right like having that be a portion of it but being open to being led in maybe a new way, right? That is in integrity with like the slowing down to speed up kind of thing, right? Yes. Yeah, I love that. Oh my gosh. I feel like we could talk about so many more things, but I do want to be cognizant of your time and just the time for our audience as well. And so I guess if there, and I know this is like a ridiculously hard question to answer, but I'm going to ask it anyways and just do your best, <laughs> best to answer. But like, what was like, if you could boil it down to like one thing that you learned and one takeaway for our audience, like something that they can like actually think about or do or apply, whether it's an action or just something to really like contemplate. What was one of your like biggest takeaways from your social media fast of this like total, I'm just going to use the term declutter, right? Like this pause and decluttering of your life, right? To get back on track, your biggest lesson, and then one main like takeaway or action step for the audience. Oh, wow. I know it's a big one. It is a big one. (laughs) The biggest thing. I learned from my social media fast is that hearing from God is way more important than listening to what everyone else is telling you to do. Because again, like I said, his ways are higher than our ways, his thoughts better than our thoughts. If you really want a legitimate blueprint for your life or your business, you're going to find it in listening And that for me is just sitting down with a notebook and a pen in the morning and saying, I'm here, Lord, what do you want to say to me? Mm -hmm. And writing down anything that he reveals. So I think for me, it was, it's the, the slowing down enough to be able to hear his voice. Mm -hmm. And I think probably the, the thing, the takeaway I would say is if you are feeling like you are showing up in a way that is not comfortable or if you're you're doing all the things that you've been told to do and it's not working it's time to come into a place of rest and rest doesn't mean we're not doing anything it doesn't mean that we're sleeping it doesn't mean that we're standing or sitting still rest means that we are you're still doing the basic 
everyday things you have to do, but you're shutting off all the noise. You're shutting down all the accusations. You're shutting down all the things that aren't bringing you life. And you're tuning in to what, what does bring life, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's so powerful of just, yeah, tune inward first, right? Like I I believe that we have God in us, right? The Holy Spirit, at least, and that we have access to him. And, you know, I'm certain that a lot of the listeners are Christian, have a relationship with God. I know some that don't. I know some that consider themselves more spiritual, right? And I, I just want to offer like wherever, you know, our listeners are in their in their spiritual journey, their journey with God, whatever that may be, like this is still available, right? It's like we can still take that pause and really tune out the world, tune out, you know, like we can't connect with ourselves, our intuition with God, with, you know, we can't connect when we are scrolling our Instagram feed and hearing from 72,000 people before 8 a.m., right? <laughs> like, it's just not possible to like hear that like faint, small voice or feeling when the world is so loud, right? And so that is so powerful. And I guess I would just like add to that as like super, super tangible thing. It's almost like for me, maybe pick one area of your life that you feel like is the noisiest right now. You know, referencing how you, Angela, said like, you know, we got to calm down the noise, right, before we can really hear and and figure out what's important. But maybe just figuring out and doing a, taking a little inventory of like what feels like the noisiest area, what area of my life feels like, you know, I'm seeking out the most validation or I'm seeking out the most praise or opinions or ideas or whatever. And maybe just kind of focus on that one area to start with. And even like more specifically, if it's a social media thing, right? Like maybe unfollowing some people right away, maybe taking even just a couple days off, right? Like who knows, it may turn into 18 months, but you know, I have a feeling that like just starting that process is going to be really, really soothing, like for your soul, right? Mm -hmm. So that's really what I would add to that, I guess. So Okay. Amazing. I loved this conversation. I feel like this has just been such a blessing to just chat about this and to share with the audience. And I know that you are still working on the clarity with regard to your business and pursuits and what that's looking like as you come back into, you know, this new role. And so where can, where can our audience members come connect with you and find you and eventually, you know, work with you if they are finding this in the future and want to connect with you and all of that. I would love to invite the ladies into the Woman of Ballard Facebook community. That is where I show up primarily. That's where I serve primarily. And it's just a community where we're building authentic relationships and strategic partnerships and really working out, you know, what is the message that we carry and how, how are we to deliver? Like, what is the best way for us to deliver that based on how you're created to 
to build business. Yeah, I love that. And the group is called Women or Woman? Woman of Valor. Women of Valor. Okay. Yeah. And I can actually, I can send you the link too. Yes, absolutely. We will link that up in the show notes. So yeah, if you are listening to this, like right when it's coming out or you find it sometime in the future, we will go ahead and link all of that stuff up in the show notes so you can connect with Angela, join the community if you feel called and learn more, grow more all of the things. And I'm so looking forward to seeing kind of where your business grows from this place and from you really pulling back and in order to speed up. And I know that this is just something that we can all take to heart and really anticipate, right? Our own speeding up as we are thinking about where we're called to slow down in our own lives and businesses right now too. So thank you so much, Angela, for coming on today and for chatting and sharing so vulnerably. I know it's sometimes scary to share all of those things, but I think it's really powerful. Oh, it's been such an honor. Thank you so much for having me, Rachel. Yes, absolutely. All right. Until next week, I hope you guys have a beautiful week. Bye, everyone. Thanks for joining me on another episode of A Simply Intentional Life. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode. And I would love to connect with you more over on Instagram and in my free community, The Simplified Life Group over on Facebook. Of course, if you want to dive deeper, explore working together and simplify your own life in every way, make sure to book your free consult call. I can't wait to connect more. And as always, every day is an opportunity to say yes to a simply intentional life.